The Raptors are obnoxiously mediocre, and we're sick of it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Raptors NBA podcast. We are your hosts, Alex Roman and Andy Redding. Andy and I went to the game last night against the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Raptors get blown out when Milwaukee doesn't have Giannis on the court. Andy, we were sitting up there. We were sick of it. What are your thoughts about the game? We were so sick of it that I had to convince you not to leave. You were you were on the verge of leaving that game in the third quarter. We were down 20. We were going to be down 25. It was despicable. We came back and we were almost down 30. It was embarrassing. It was There were other better games on TV last night that we could have been spending our time watching. And we were stuck there with this mediocre, mediocre team. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I'm sick of it. This is going to be an angsty pause. In the beginning of the second quarter, Dame had 20 points. He already had 20. And we're looking at him. It seemed like all of his points were coming so easily. He just goes to the rim, gets fouled. Nobody can guard him. Nobody's even coming close. Step back jumpers. Dame was going off. And I was like, man, do we have anybody who can possibly defend him? Even with Scotty on him. God bless Scotty's soul. He was our only bright spot. Dame just went absolutely crazy on us. He dropped 37 points. That's the first thing I want to talk about. Dame, 37 points, 13 assists, four boards. He almost got to 40. We were waiting for him to get to 40. I wanted to take a video of it. He didn't. But he's incredible on that team, way better than I thought he was going to be. It's almost like he's used to not playing with anybody. Like he went off last night for 37, playing with nobody. He's, I don't, he's still not comfortable with Giannis on the court with him. I think they'll grow and be dominant together, but... Yeah, when he's by himself, he's a beast. Okay, but he still had Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, how many did he drop? He had he only had eleven, so whatever. It wasn't wasn't the best line for him. But you know who was going off for them was Malik Beasley. I feel I felt like every time that Dame drove into the lane, Malik Beasley was standing in the corner waiting for that three point shot. He dropped thirty last night as well. Thirty, uh, zero assists, four rebounds. He was just getting every dime from Damian Lillard. It just to me, it seems like Dame is going to be really tough to stop in the playoffs. Granted, we're going to talk about the other two monsters in the East later on this podcast, but I think, you know, once they do start clicking him and Giannis, this team is going to be even more difficult to stop. Thirty-seven, thirteen. It didn't even seem like he was really even trying that hard. The Raptors are mediocre. One hundred and twenty-eight points to a Giannis-less Bucks. Absolutely embarrassing. Uh, do you have any? Raptors related takeaways from this. I just feel like this really exposed how weak defensively we are on the wings. You know, Dennis Schroeder, God bless the soul as well. Pretty good defense on a lot of people, but against elite point guards like Dame, he couldn't keep him in front of him. You know, there's nobody on our team that could guard Dame. And it just seemed like our defense on the wing without OG, keep in mind was, was really weak. Yeah. OG Horrible. Horrible. Shows how valuable OG is, really does. Uh, one guy, both of us, I know I I think I finally convinced you this guy is struggling on both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively. Jakob Pertl, he's a zero on offense. He just doesn't even look at the rim, doesn't take shots, and he's getting cooked on defense last night too. I don't know. He didn't really provide much, did he? Cooked. Cooked. Here's the thing about Jakob. Jakob's points and boards will be there. Low points, 13 points, 11 boards. 
But one thing we did notice, exactly like you're saying, is that when he's at the top of the key or at the free throw extended, he doesn't shoot and he doesn't even look at the rim. He's not even looking at the rim. So it's like we can't have a guy who's at the top completely open be a complete non-threat. So I don't know what he needs to do. He needs to maybe get back in the gym and shoot some short jumpers. Like, I don't think it'd be that difficult for him to develop one of those or even like a little, you know, just a little push shot, a little push shot. Just throw it at the rim. You know, it just seemed like he was five, six feet from the rim, not even attempting a shot. Having said that, though, still 13 points on 11 boards. Those that old Jonas Valanciunas line, um, a lot of the points that he gets are like literally right at the rim or off of his own misses. Can't any center in the league, any average mediocre center, get ten and ten a game? Like he's just a mediocre dude, is he not? I think he's a stable dude. I don't think he's a mediocre dude. I think he's a little bit better than that. He's in the top. What would you say? Centers in the league. Yeah, where would you put him? Top twenty. Top twenty is still pretty good. Top twenty centers in the league. That's no. That's not bad. Do you trade? <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. I get to you, and it's really, really getting to me. It's time for Masai Jerry to take some heat. Why did he trade a first-round pick for him last year? Could have signed him as a free agent one. Could have traded for someone else who fits this team better. Uh, Masai Jerry is not taking any flack, and it's time he does. So I'll be honest with you, right when you started that initially, I thought you were going to be talking about Grady Dick because we saw it it being horrible. But now that you're on this topic, I'll push back. I think it was still good. The only thing he's missing is offense, but he still grabs rebounds and he does put up a double-double every night. He's averaging pretty much a double-double. So I I don't think that was a bad trade. Could we have gotten him in the offseason? I'm sure we could have. Could another team have paid more for him? That's That's another option. I just think it's good to have a top 20 center in the league. There's always a top 20 center available in free agency that you could sign. There's always is. Okay. okay. And they overpaid for him and gave him a first round pick. You might be right. And it could be a top 10 pick the way they're playing right now. You might be right. We're just slightly under 500. We're five and six. But to the point of mediocrity, Critty, we are mediocre at best. It seems like we have to do something about this. I don't think... The Jakob thing is the biggest issue on our team. I think we're mediocre all around other than our two bright spots, which are Scotty Barnes and Scotty Barnes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that one. I like that, that one. Easy. That it was, was cheesy, easy. but it was good. Um, I was going to say Scotty Barnes and OG and Anobi. And Again, we're discounting Pascal Siakam for some reason again. But he seemed like, what was his line yesterday? This is exactly what I was talking about. 11 points, 7 boards, 5 assists, because the Milwaukee Bucks have a guy like Brooke Lopez in the paint. I'm telling you, he struggles against these ultra big guys. Against other teams that are like semi, you know, don't have too many bigs, Siakam goes off. I think this relates to Jakob Pertl, though. You have Jakob Pertl, a guy who can't play the three-point line. He has to be in the paint. He's clogging the paint. Pascal can't spin his way into the paint when Hurdle's there. Like, he just clogs it up every time. And no one's going to guard Hurdle at the foul line or the three-point line because he can't shoot. It's, it's I, I, terrible I, roster construction that is impacting Pascal Siakam this year. I see what you're saying. I think they have had really good moments together. But again, 
they only have good moments together when they're playing against teams that don't have dominant bigs. So that's what it is. Uh, do you have anything else to say about mediocrity or uh, Jakob? Do I... No, I Listen, we can, we can, exactly. We can literally talk about this all day. We were so frustrated yesterday before the game. I sent Andy a screenshot that I laid down a hundred dollars on the Raptors prior to the game because we saw that Giannis was out and Milwaukee was still favored. So I was like, oh, we're going to beat the, or sorry, the Raptors are going to beat this team. If Giannis is out, what happens? We're up eight, two. I'm feeling excited. They call a timeout 11 0 run. Now the Raptors are down, and it just continued from there. Game over, yeah. So really frustrating. We're frustrated with them. Seeing this mediocrity, mediocrity, five and six record, very annoying. Um, okay. To- okay, so they're mediocre. We know this. We're frustrated. We're watching this team. We don't know the direction of this team. It seems questionable. Rumors, reports, commentators coming out, the Zach Levine trade rumors. Ooh, spicy. Zach Lowe saying only two teams sh- should trade for him, the Lakers and the Raptors. Does that make sense to you? The first thing I go to is, first of all, I don't fully know exactly what his contract looks like, but who are you giving up for Zach Levine? It would probably involve more first-round picks, which Masai Jiri likes to throw away recently. So we looked at this. Zach Lowe said he won't be a primary decision-maker defenders all around him. They have a lot of salary that they could put together. That's not long-term. Gary Trent Jr., Chris Boucher, Thaddeus Young, that's close enough to a salary match for the Toronto, for Toronto to get there. That's $38 million. So that's what he said. By the way, it is pretty crazy that we have Gary Trent Jr., Chris Boucher, Thaddeus Young for $38 million a year. Crazy in a good way or a bad way? Bad, bad way. way. I, I think, think that's, that's a lot, lot of money for those three guys. guys. Don't you think? Probably, yeah. That's probably a problem of this team. That they won't be pushing the luxury tax, saves more money for Chicago, and throws a couple picks back. Chicago fans won't be excited about that, but whatever. Sorry. I don't know. Is Chicago a win-now team? I don't think that they're willing to give up Zach Levine for a few guys and a couple of picks way down the line. I think they're a win-now team as well. Or are they the same as the Raptors? Hey, hey, I would love Zach Levine on our team. guy who can shoot. A guy who can shoot. Goes to goes hard at the rim, high flyer. So you're saying you want this? You think now's the time to make a move for this guy, for a star? I would love that as long as we're not giving up Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, or Scotty Barnes. What do you think? Wait, you say you say stop it? I say stop it. So you think now, it's a bad idea? Now is not the time to make moves for this year it's time to make moves for next year and the next year when scotty is even better when you can have younger guys around him i don't i don't think pascal is part of the future of this team so you're you're saying saying trade pascal yeah and don't acquire a current star so trade him for picks do like this would be a dream but like when the kings acquired sorry when the pacers acquired halliburton for sabonis like get a younger guy with a lot of upside trade your current star that's the dream again i think you're discounting how good pascal siakam is he is good and that's the thing you can get a lot for him right now so you make the move now the raptors aren't gonna win this year we're so frustrated with the obnoxious mediocre mediocrity (laughs) we keep saying mediocrity (laughs) uh no you're right i don't know man i don't know anymore because 
Yesterday, I was 100% convinced that the Raptors were going to take it. Boom, we lose. Speaking of Zach Levine, just a quick little side note. Do you remember when we saw him outside of the Rogers Center after the 2016 Young uh, Rising Stars game? Yes. Yeah, it was on one of the coldest days, I swear, in Toronto history. I swear it was like minus 25. One of the coldest days in Toronto history. We leave the club, whatever club or bar we were at, right? Real sports. It wasn't a club. Real sports, whatever. It's a for those that don't know, real sports is a a big bar lounge downtown right beside the Scotiabank Arena. But we left at like two, three in the morning and we see Zach Levine running outside of the arena, just like by himself, get into a van and drive away. We're not sure where he was, if he was in a <laughs> where were you going, Zach? Anyways, I've loved Zach Levine ever since that ever since I saw him outside that Scotiabank Arena. No, ever since he dominated that dunk contest. Sorry, we can't say dominate. Aaron Gordon might have won the second one. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Uh, any other – what's your next takeaway from that beautiful game last night? Only oh, bright spot on the team, Scotty Barnes yesterday. I have to mention it. Good line, 29 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. Really good on the drives, went to the rim hard. Handles – are getting better by the day, it seems like. It seems like he's really working on his dribbling skills. Pull-ups, he's been hitting some threes, plays really good defense on everyone other than Damian Lillard. Other than Damian Lillard. It's crazy. Scotty's just down low in his stance. Dame just looks at him, blows right by him, gets, gets fouled, goes to the rim, Goes to the line, hits two free throws. It's like that happened on anybody who was playing D on Damian Lillard. But bright spot. What did you think of his game last night? To me, it's not his handles that's impressive. It's how he's just like a bully. He just backs down in the paint. He can get to the rim. He's stronger than everyone. He's stronger than Brooke Lopez, he's, who's a really strong dude. He's just – he's a man. He's, he's a, a dog. dog. He's a dog. He's the dog of the day. Uh, we got to go back to – He's not the dog of the day today. today. He's not the Raptors dog of the day. Oh, oh he's, he's the, the Raptors, Raptors dog, dog of the day. day. I thought oh, you meant like full, full overall, overall dog, dog of the day. Because that's Dame. It has to be Dame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scotty, by the way, three, three for three from the from the three from the, 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 the three uh, point line. line. Shout out. We need that shooting. Yep. Uh, let's go back to our preview podcast before the season started. You had one thing very right and one thing very wrong. Yeah. One thing you had wrong was that the Raptors are going to be a good, solid playoff team. Extremely wrong. But mm-hmm. one thing that I doubted you on, and I must apologize, you said Scotty Barnes was going to be an all-star. Yeah, yep. I think he has to be at this point. He's putting up 25 points at, at will. He's the best player on the court most games he plays. I think he has to be an all-star. So I apologize profusely for doubting you. Say it again. I apologize profusely. To Scotty. To you and Scotty and the Barnes family, except for his cousin who we met in LA. Let's not let's not get into there. So you apologize to me. Yes. And Scotty. And his family, most of his family. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. No kidding. Um, okay. My next point here. Sorry. I just this isn't a full full thing that I want to talk about. But Jalen McDaniels. Plus 21. Plus 21. He was the only Raptor in double-digit plus minus because you guys know how much we love that stat. Plus 21. D, 
didn't shoot very well, but 18 minutes plus 21 had seven points. The guy makes plays, makes plays. That's that's a clear sign. Maybe we should play him over Grady Dick. Oh God, you said it. I said it. Grady Dick's first career start. Got it on film. So excited. It was introduced as Mr. Big Big Energy. Didn't want to say the uh, Mr. Big Dick energy, but great introduction, and then it was all downhill. Grady Dick's line, 11 points, two assists. That's it. In 26 minutes, field goals, he he went two for 10. Here's the thing about Grady Dick. Right now, it seems like the pace of the game is a little bit too fast for him. He's frantic with the ball. Every time he gets it, he just kind of... Seems like he doesn't know where he's going. Doesn't get to his spots. Dribbles a little bit too much. Or doesn't dribble for a purpose. He kind of dribbles into one place. I don't know. I agree with you. Not the best look right now. He is the worst defender on the Bucks, And he was guarding Grady for most of the night. And Grady just looked outmatched. He couldn't take on the worst defender on the Bucks. He just... Even the box score doesn't do the justice. He was just throwing away balls. Like going up on his feet and... Just throwing him away. He was bad. Tied for the worst plus minus on the team last night at minus 29. I hope, I hope it's his first and last start of the year. The Raptors are, as we said, excruciating, mediocre team. And it's because you have guys like Greedy Dick starting. He should be in the G League. I'm going to keep saying this until it happens. Masai, I'm on to you. Put him in the G League. Once, once again, again, we're going to mention it once again. The Raptors are excruciatingly, painfully, erratically mediocre. <laughs> Just more adjectives. You're right. Listen, you've been on this from the beginning. I think the second game you mentioned that. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast, but you said Grady Dick needs to go to the G League. He needs to take some shots. I, I don't know. I'm starting to agree with you. Yesterday, he just seemed like he was all over the place. He hit that one shot coming off the screen. It was a good look. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like his looks were just bad. Six for six from the free throw line, though, Andrew. Shut up. Okay, next. Next. You got anything else on the Raptors? A couple of small things. Our boy Marquise Noel. NBA debut. NBA debut. Hit his his first points in the league from the free throw line dribbles into the lane. He gets blocked on the first play. Pretty, it was pretty bad. But then afterwards, uh, he had a couple of nice assists, nice, nice passes. passes. Well, nice assists. His first career assist was a behind-the-back assist. He's a little showtime in him. Yeah, showtime in him. Showtime in him. But yeah, first ever points in the league. We have to give a big shout-out to Marquise Noel. Congrats. I thought he kind of created some havoc. I'd rather have him on the court than Grady at this point. Oof. Strong, strong take. take. He, he can... Get things happen. He, he's got he's got a good handle. That's his main skill. The Raptors don't. He just can't shoot the ball. And we were talking about this last night. When we were there, just seeing him in person about how small he is on the floor. It just shows you that you have to be a real dog to be five nine and be in the NBA. Is he your dog of the day? Mm. No. <laughs> Another little quick shout out was Garrett Temple hitting a three. The best dressed man on the Raptors, hands down. Comes in, bangs a three, leaves, probably 
goes home, gets dressed, goes to his goes to his <laughs> suit person, fresh outfit every time I've seen him on the floor or out uh, off the floor every single time. Shout out to Garrett Temple. Just clocking in, clocking out, three points, one for one. Didn't miss a shot. Perfect. Perfect from on the and off the court, he did not miss a shot. Did we mention that the Raptors are mediocre? Or? Uh, painfully. Okay. Anything else on the Raptors? Listen, by the way, we can talk about how mediocre they were and have been all season for this whole podcast. But my dad texted. It's so funny. We were down 20. And they, they were looking like they were going to go on a run. Remember this? And they were plus 3,000 at one Boy. point. On the, on the score, score bet. bet. And you placed a live bet. And, and I, I laid down a little $10 live bet. Uh, obviously, didn't work out. And the only reason I did that is because my dad, shout out to Anatoly, he texted me being like, you're not going to get as lucky as you did last time if you made a bet. And then I was like, oh, yeah? Well, watch me. And then boom, lost. Mediocre. A defiant son. Your dad tries to tell you not to bet, and you still do. I'm like, stop talking like that, dad. <laughs> I'll do what I want, dad. <laughs> Uh, okay. 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 Enough of the Raptors. Enough. Why? Why enough of the Raptors? <laughs> because they're excruciatingly mediocre. Okay. Excruciatingly, me painfully, mediocre. mediocre. Tediously <laughs> mediocre. Just a tediously mediocre team. Uh okay. Rest of the NBA. Did you? see anything in the last night or two from the rest of the NBA that caught your eye? Uh, uh, any fights? Any any great games? So yesterday we're sitting there watching the game and I asked Andy, I'm like, man, should we talk about the fight? The Draymond Green fight? And he's like, I don't know. Do you think it's still timely? And let me know the joke that you said at work. What was the joke you said at work? Do you want to hear that? Yeah. <laughs> What was the joke you said at work? Or is that to someone at work? Oh, that's so bad. No, sorry. No, 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 no. Why no, no, are no. you asking for this? No, I'm just saying, like, is it still timely? Look, Draymond Green is a menace. He's ab- he's an absolute menace. You see how he was talking to Ant? You see that him and Gobert have been going back for years. Ever since Gobert did make the all-star team and he cried. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. They're gonna... So he cried. Then Draymond Green sends out a tweet saying, I didn't make the all-star team either, but at least I didn't cry or something along those lines. They've been going back and forth. I don't know. I thought, look, I love Draymond. I love him. He's the type of guy. He's like Patrick Beverly. You will love him on your team. Hate when he's off your team. Um, but obviously you don't just put some guy in a chokehold and try to drag him. That's a little. Five games suspension warranted? Yeah, it is. That's a the punk move to chokehold a guy. Also. None of the Timberwolves players came back at Draymond. Somebody should have dragged him off of Rudy. That's what I thought. Ant was standing right there. Cat was standing right there. Either of them two could have dragged Draymond off of Rudy, but neither of them touched him. So that's the one thing I was like, do they like Rudy? I don't know. Like, imagine if we were playing a pickup game and somebody dragged you by your neck. Do you know what happened to that guy? Do you know what I would do? No one would be able to drag me by the neck. Nobody. You're too big. Big Andy's too big. But what would you do if we should we should post that video of when we were dominated those two guys on the floor the other day? Yes, it was, it was dominance, pure dominance, excruciating dominance. We're not mediocre together. <laughs> the uh, Raptors. No one helped out Rudy, which no. 
leads me to believe, and I think we knew this, Cat is not a dog. Well, the one thing that we have seen is that is now Anthony Edwards' team. It's not Cat's team anymore. It's Ant's team. That guy's a monster. Uh, but one thing I will say is that Cat seems like he's buying into the whole system. He seems like he's okay with taking the backseat to this kid because he seems like he's then he's next up. The alpha of the team. The, the absolute alpha. alpha. They've had a they've had a good year since that first game. I don't know how they lost the first game of the year of the Raptors. They've been really good since then. And it's gone off. The two big guys that you and I have been talking about since 2015, 2016. Both betas. Is that bad to say? <laughs> One's won a chip, though. That's why I win the bet. I know, but he... Okay. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. He had LeBron. LeBron. NBA, Raptors NBA podcast listeners. Who is better? We've been debating this for eight years now. Cat or AD? It's clearly AD. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Raptors NBA podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Raptors NBA podcast, TikTok, we almost have 200 followers on TikTok. Uh, Instagram are not doing as well, but we are going to be posting a lot more on Instagram as well. So follow us on everything. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a great day.